Zhu, and welcome to episode 8 of Under the Same Stars podcast. I'm your host, Zhangwei Benise Kui, which means Sounding Thunderbird Woman, and I'm very happy to be coming at you uh, on this full moon and uh, this amazing spring equinox, and I'm really excited for spring. Um, this has been a long, hard winter, and uh, I'm definitely ready to start planting some new seeds of change and just really, um, you know, looking forward to the spring where, where new ideas and new plans begin. So um, today I really actually wanted to talk about my mother. Um, her birthday is coming up on March 23rd and she would have been 54 years old. Um, and if you followed the podcast, in the first episode I talked a bit about my past and history, but uh, my mother, uh, her name is uh, Ruby Ann Hardy Galloway. She has been missing since 1998. Um, she was working in the downtown east side of uh, Vancouver, which is, you know, a very notorious place for people living, you know, in the margins. And, um, you know, my mother had, uh, she had a lot of uh, issues and trauma in her life growing up, and she took care of me and my siblings the best that she could and she taught me a lot of really amazing lessons and how to be a strong woman and how to be a leader and how not to take any shit from anybody um, and you know I always really think about her obviously around her birthday and you know I you know I want to really honor her and honor her memory and her spirit and I know that she's always with me and I know I can always count on her to watch over me and you know, I find that I sometimes get stuck in thinking about <clears throat> thinking about how you know she may have died and um, you know it is presumed that she was murdered by Robert Picton and they can't really prove that um, but that was when he was the most Active around that time, and uh, my mother, from using intravenous drugs, um, had hepatitis and HIV, and she was uh, quite sick. So the RCMP felt that, you know, if she hadn't been ac accessing any medical care or cashing in any of her um, social assistance checks, um, no one had really seen her, and it would be very unlikely that she had made her way somewhere else or to the states or overseas or anything like that so um, but yeah I get really focused uh, on the end and that's not what our lives are about and I've been really again over the winter really reflecting on you know what what is my legacy and and what's the purpose of my life and my life goals and you know again my my life's purpose through my spirit name of Zhangwei Benise Kui, sounding Thunderbird woman, you know, is to really make the, make the noise of thunder, right? To to be heard and to have, you know, the ability to share and and speak for people who, who maybe whose voices haven't been heard or, you know, won't be heard. And for a while, I was really struggling with this and and wondering you know, how many people would listen to this podcast or, you know, what if I upset somebody or, you know, what, what does this do? It puts me out in the spotlight. So, you know, really trying to 
figure out what that means to me. And, uh, you know, one evening I was drumming and uh, really, really reflecting on, you know, what, what am I here for? And uh, it was pretty clear to me the message I received from Creator was that, you know, my life's purpose is, is to make thunder. Um, it doesn't matter who hears that thunder um, or how they receive it. It's just my job to make the thunder. So that's been really sticking with me. And again, going into this new season in the spring, this new, this new year is really focusing on that and, and not being afraid, which is, you know, I think many of us face that. <clears throat> so I think about that in my life and, you know, what's, what's my mother's legacy? What has she left behind for, for the world? And her legacy is, is me and her children. Her legacy is the strong, you know, survival skills that she taught me and the compassion for, you know, other people. And it would be a disservice to her if, if I didn't continue on my own journey and if I didn't continue to do this work and share my voice. But again, we don't have to focus on the end all the time. When someone passes, we know that they're moving on to the spirit world. We don't just focus on their last part of their lives or the winter of their lives, right? We celebrate all of their lives. And every person that I meet that knows my mother, I feel so blessed for them to share with me little bits and pieces of their memories of her. Because, of course, I was quite young uh, the last time I saw her. I saw her last uh, in 1991, so I would have been nine years old. But it's so beautiful to see a picture of her from other people's eyes. People that grew up with her, went to grade school with her, and how you know she, she helped out the, the local kids in the neighborhood. She would meet new kids and tell them, you know, who to stay away from and who, who is okay to be around and, you know, really stuck up for everybody. And, and I, I feel like I, I have those traits too. And although, you know, m much of her sticking up for people was physical, um, I feel like my, my gifts are with my voice and, and sharing how I feel that way and, and raising awareness about Indigenous rights and missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls in Canada and, and really looking at all of the, you know, inequities and, and the need for social justice, I think is, is really important. And I need to stop being afraid of, of doing those things. And if you have a dream or you have something that you really want to do, I would encourage you to just do it, right? Try not to be afraid and just go ahead and jump forward. The big lesson that I've been learning over the last few months really is, is to trust and know that you're taken care of no matter what happens. You know, things may seem scary, but you're always supported, right? If you're doing things in a good way and you're coming from love and truth in your heart, everything works out. It works out the way it's supposed to work out. It might not work out the way that you planned, but it certainly worked out the way Creator and your spirit plan before you came to this earth. So, you know, if, if you don't know much about 
Indigenous people or if you don't know much about the issues that particularly Indigenous women face in Canada, I really encourage you to, you know, just do do a little research and make sure that you're looking up credible sources and, you know, start learning about colonization and, and intergenerational trauma. You know, we talk about trauma it's so normalized because in many of our families and communities people have been traumatized through so much abuse or neglect Um, and that's sort of how the cycle started for my mother you know she would disclose to me you know her upbringing and tell me about how she felt like her mother didn't want her she had three brothers um, and she was the only daughter and she said her mom was really hard on her, didn't want her. Um, there was a lot of physical abuse. Um, you know, I suspect that there was some sexual abuse that happened. And, and she moved out early on. And, you know, clearly there was some issues going on in that home because all of my mom's side of the family has passed away now, you know, from, uh, you know, alcohol use, um, drug use, and complications from that. And, and we know that, you know, people don't grow up and decide that they want to abuse drugs and alcohol or that they want to be a sex trade worker or that they want to live, you know, um, in the system or the criminal justice system. It's all of these factors that affect us and really shape how we grow and how, and how we live and how we're supported in our communities. And people use drugs and alcohol to, to numb their feelings. They don't want to feel that, right? You don't, when you have something terrible that's happened to you or your family or something that you don't want to think about, the last thing you, know, you want to do is, is go to counseling and work through that because it's terrifying and it's a lot of hard work and it's scary stuff because you don't want to feel those feels. And when they creep up on you, you know, sometimes it's just easier to, you know, take a pill or to have a drink or, you know, whatever it is, just to numb that so you don't have to work through that pain anymore. And maybe you don't have skills to cope with that because, you know, your parents didn't have skills and their parents didn't have skills and it kind of relates all back to, you know, residential school and the trauma from that and some people feel like when you say intergenerational trauma it's sort of like a buzzword now but you know when we really take it apart and think about what it really means you know if we think about a very traumatic event that happened you know say in our western world let's talk about the events of 9-11 right so when the twin towers were bombed many many people in the states were affected um and that was a significant traumatic event. Now they've done studies on women who were pregnant at that time, um, who were affected by that, who maybe have lost a partner um, in the Twin Towers. Um, And as their babies were born, they noticed that they started developing night terrors. And so they're attributing that to being in the womb at the time of that traumatic experience, even if they weren't on the ground or they, you know, they weren't directly, physically in the area so you think about that as one example but in Canada you know 
there was a systemic approach to actually killing the Indian in the child, right? Trying to, to tame the savage, to, to assimilate everyone, um, all the indigenous people that were on Turtle Island. And, you know, that meant taking children away from their families, you know, for a good portion of time because we learn our culture, we learn our values and beliefs from our parents and our caregivers when we're young, right? In, in the spring, which is like what's coming up, right? So in those young formative years, you know, anything good or bad that happens in that time really, really affects that child growing up into the future and then the future of their own children, right? Because there's a life course perspective that happens, right? We're, we're overlapping in, in, our, in our life experience. And, you know, when we say in my culture, all, we're, you know, all my relations, it means we're all related. And I can't live without you. You can't live without me. And whatever you do affects me. And what I, what I do affects you. So, you know, taking children away at that prime time and then, you know, put in very abusive situations where there was experiments going on with starvation and, you know, physical abuse, sexual abuse, mental abuse, you know, told you couldn't speak your language, beaten if you were, um, and even your friends that you were there with were worried about getting into trouble. So they would start telling on each other, right? And, and really creating a mistrust between our own people and our own communities. So... You know, there's, you know, not just one event that's happened, it's multiple. And I, I think in my, my own life, you know, I, get, I only know the bits and pieces that my mother told me about her life in that, in that short time that I was with her. Um, but I know in my own life, I've experienced multiple traumas and I've worked really hard to, to really break that cycle in and change the future for my daughter. And I want to make sure that she doesn't experience any of the things that I experienced growing up. And, and that's a really hard thing to do. And, and there's lots of days that I don't feel like I'm doing that uh, very well. But um, I think, you know, you just do what you can do. And, and that's what my mom did, right? She did what, what, what she could do with what she had. And that's all we can expect from all of us as parents and as human beings. You know, we, if we want to put the best versions of ourselves forward, that's the best way to do things because there's, you know, no other versions of you, right? Putting the best version forward, even if compared to someone else, it's not, you know, the same or, or it's something that you feel like you're lacking in something. You're not. That's, you know, you're in the perfect situation at that perfect time in the perfect moment. And there's no judgment there. No one's better or worse than anyone else. It's just we're all different and we need to really embrace our uniqueness and, and embrace, you know, our soul's calling. And I'm just really so blessed for the people that I've met in the last little while and the messages that I've gotten from spirit through them and, and just being open to listen and just trusting and and, you know, not trying to control everything in my life. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a lot to think about. And I just really felt really compelled to share this with you. And I hope it resonates with, with the listeners. And, you know, again, I encourage you to learn a bit more about, you know, 
indigenous issues in Canada. Um, but, you know, going back to the last episode with, with uh, Yolanda, and we talked about Richard Wagamese and how his, the, a quote from his book, um, there's another quote that's been really sticking with me, is that nothing in the universe grows from the outside in. So just think about that. Nothing in our universe grows from the outside in. It means we have to grow from the inside out. So don't feel like you have to do major things or drastic things to make a change in the world or to influence the world. Everything you do affects me. Everything I do affects you. Again, listening to this podcast, even if you made it for the first five minutes, it's changed you, right? Um, every, Every situation you're in, every experience you have, it changes you and it's like that ripple effect. So, you know, looking inward and, and just really looking at your own beliefs. What are your beliefs? You know, what what do you feel is important to you? You know, what are those things that light you up? What are things that you want to do? And what are those seeds that you want to plant for this new year and this new spring season? So I'm going to leave it there for now. Um, if any of this really resonated with you, please send me a message. Um, I really appreciate everyone that's listening to the podcast. Um, and if you can, you know, leave a five-star review, um, send me some props. If there's anything that you'd like me to talk about or people you'd like me to talk to, um, I've decided to switch it up a bit because I feel like, again, I need to make thunder. So I need to actually be speaking more on this podcast. Um, so I will be doing a narrative uh, episode every second episode just just to sort of share, you know, the messages I've been getting from Spirit and, and what I feel needs to be shared with you as the audience. So, um, but yeah, if there's other questions or comments or, or anything, please reach out to me on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I also have my face or my website is zhangwebenisekwe.com. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening always. And uh, stay tuned for next week when I'll have uh, Angela Golet, uh, an amazing conversation with an amazing woman. So stay tuned for that. Chimigwech. today's episode and I just wanted to share the Spirit Bear song with you um, really just in honor of the spring solstice and you know the great bear is coming out of hibernation and I totally am feeling that right now Um, it feels like it's been a really long winter and uh, bear really represents that introspection where you know you go in you go inward and you really start, you know, digesting and unpacking all of the things from the previous year. And uh, so, yes, I just want to share the Spirit Bear song with you. And I'll catch you on the next episode. Miigwech.